The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm here with Mindy Corcoran to radiate kindness today. Mindy has been a recent guest with Lisa Cooper on the podcast to talk about workplace healing. And I wanted to talk about another endeavor that Mindy has undertaken and a foundation that she's started called Faith Always Wins. And Faith Always Wins is about all faiths, every faith, even a decision not to have a faith. That's a choice too. And so... Um, I'm really excited to take a deeper dive into what that means. Welcome, Mindy, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Christy. I'm happy to be back. Good. Yeah, I am too. Um, I'm not sure about the timing of when this will be released, but um, we'll be out there pretty close to your first episode. So that's this is kind of exciting. And the faith-based, the Faith Always Wins Foundation was um, kind of like a response to a personal tragedy. Can you tell me about why you started the Faith Always Wins Foundation? Absolutely. So the mission of the Faith Always Wins Foundation is to promote understanding, um, understanding and dialogue for the betterment of our world Mm -hmm. through kindness, faith, and healing. And uh, yes, it was absolutely started because of a tragedy that happened in our lives, in my life Mm -hmm. personally, and in the community and in the greater Kansas City community. On April 13th, 2014, mm-hmm. a white supremacist came into the um, Overland Park area, and he murdered two people at the Jewish Community Center. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot up the Jewish Community Center quite a bit, and then he right. shot at other people. And then he went to Village Shalom, and he shot and, and shot and killed another person. So the first two people that he murdered were my father, mm-hmm. William Corcoran, MD. My dad was a physician. And my older son, who was 14 at the time, he was a freshman in high school. His name's Reet Underwood. Mm-hmm. And the third person he murdered was Teresa Lomano. Yeah. And your son and your father weren't even Jewish. No. All three of them uh, were not Jewish. So mm-hmm. um, Terry Lomano, she goes by Terry, her mother was a... Um, was staying at Village Shalom, was a resident at Village Shalom, and Terry was visiting her mom, mm-hmm. and Terry's family is Catholic. And our family um, has been Methodist, Presbyterian, and Methodist, So, um, <laughs> but we're Protestant Christian. Mm-hmm. And my dad was at the Jewish Community Center with Reet because they were, they were there for Reet to try out for a singing audition, and it's called right. the Kansas City Superstar. It um, is still ongoing. Um, they... Uh, have their event in August, and he was auditioning for the event that would have been, and that was um, in August that year. He was a freshman in mm-hmm. high school, and it was the first time that he was able to audition for the program. Wow. And it's a singing competition. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of like American Idol or something like very that. Very much. Very much like right. American Idol. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that made, it made, of course, local news, but it made international news as well. 
It did. Yes. Right. Yes. It was definitely on international news. I think within two or three days, I'm not exactly sure. I was interviewed on the Today Show. And then um, since then, there have been international, um, like I think the, the BBC has done, um, has, I have an interview from them somewhere. And then just recently, a year ago, when unfortunately the Tree of Life um, synagogue right. had their shooting, and that was in October, it was in this month, I think it was October 27th, um, I was interviewed by a TV station out of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it absolutely was national news and international news. We heard from people nationally and internationally. People mailed things either to the church, the funeral home, or to our home. Mm-hmm. Um, letters, prayers, condolences, gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely an outpouring of love and kindness to us right after the murders happened. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I hate to even ask, but did you have any negative contact as well? No, we didn't have any negative contact. What I found surprising, I didn't really comprehend I, the magnitude of what had happened for a while, but we had um, security at our house. So I do know that there mm-hmm. was concern sure. that there could have been more negativity mm-hmm. from the white supremacist. This is the man who murdered them was a white supremacist, mm-hmm. neo-Nazi, self-proclaimed, um, unfortunately, very well known by the ADL, mm-hmm. um, very well known, um, the Anti-Defamation League is mm-hmm. who that is, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of footage on him being a neo-Nazi in his life. And so I, my assumption is that when the police figured out his, who he was, that um, they knew that there might there could be some repercussions from other people that might be following him, right? Um, but it wasn't it wasn't targeted at our family, and it mm-hmm. wasn't targeted at Terry Lamano. It was targeted at the Jewish faith, mm-hmm. and and the three of them were all at the wrong place at the wrong time. Absolutely. Um, but you know what, Christy? I tell people often that um, I'm I'm obviously horribly sad that I lost two people, my two people. And, but I'm thankful that a shooter like him um, did not come at a different time because there weren't many people there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it wasn't um, a higher death count than it already was. Well, it, sounds, it sounded like he was preparing for much more. So I'm yes. very thankful that um, it wasn't as big as he had planned. Correct. But um, still very, very much a tragedy and very much on everybody's mind here in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And I know that since then you've done so much to help with healing, not just here in the Kansas City community, but for anybody who's willing to listen, really. Right, (laughs) right. So tell us about all the things you've done, the initiatives that you've done. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that we did... um, was really just try to breathe. So we had mm-hmm. so much healing to do ourselves and to heal um, our our group, our family, because all of a sudden we were not just without one, we were without two. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was horrible. I mean, it, you know, people didn't really see that of me because they saw me being interviewed. They saw me um, talking in public. And, and to me, that was a safe place. That was safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard to be at home without without Reed there, of course. And um, and then to be and then to circle around to the um, holidays, the the first time you have holidays, mm-hmm. and really the second as well. But the first time you have holidays without a loved one is um, extremely painful. And birthdays, every and yeah, everything. holidays, birthdays, everything. But in the summer of 2014, when we were just just trying to figure out how to how to live like this, we received a phone call from a friend of ours. Um, he's Jewish. His name is Herb Bookbinder. And I had known Herb in my wealth management work. And he called, and, and he had already offered condolences, and he offered condolences again. And he said, um, I have a friend who wants to do something special, and, and I just want you to know that, that there probably will be some type of an event in the next year to memorialize what mm-hmm. happened, do you want to be part of that? Do you and your family want to be part of that? And I said, yes. So that was the catalyst for us to have this kind of group meeting with people that we didn't know, but we met them. Mm-hmm. And um, and that actually started the seven days Make a Ripple Change the World event. That was the first 
meeting, if you will, oh where God. we started figuring out what does an event look like to commemorate mm-hmm. them. Um, at the same time, kind of side by side, I had had a, um, a lunch with some friends. It was, it was not easy to go out of the house. And then once I was out of the house, it wasn't easy to go back home. Everything was difficult, everything. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting, crying often, but I remember sitting at the counter one time and just feeling like it was like walking through molasses every single day. I just up to my neck and everything was more difficult to do. Mm-hmm. It was difficult to breathe. It was difficult to get dressed. It was difficult to shower. It was difficult to make decisions. It just emotionally was such a drain. But when people would talk about what to do, and mm-hmm. how to remember them and how to keep them alive, mm-hmm. in other words, in their, their spirit alive, that's where I immediately found some good healing. And so to me, that's where I channeled much of my time and effort. And um, so I'm at lunch with some friends, and my husband Lynn is there, and we were talking about opening a foundation and uh, to do something. We didn't know what yet. And I said, well, I remember when we drove into the funeral that there were a, there was a mile long of people. They were all dressed in white. And there was a mile oh. long of people, and they had signs that said "Love Wins." And I said, maybe I should have a foundation called "Love Wins." But I'm sitting across from four Jewish people who are friends, and one of them says, "You always talk about your faith. That your faith is what really grabbed you from the beginning and helped you get out of bed every day." And I said, "Yes." And that is how we named the foundation. Faith always wins. Right. And um, and for me, it was for me, it is faith in Christianity. So for me, it was faith that they're in heaven. It was mm-hmm. faith that I believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, Christy, by the time we got to December with, yeah. and and working on this, I was invited to a mosque because a young man had been murdered. Mm. by another man, um, a, a boy, a 15-year-old boy, was run over uh, in front of his youth group. And he had just come out of the mosque, mm-hmm. and they'd been in for prayer, mm-hmm. and they'd come out of the mosque, and his brother and his sister mm. and a whole group of youth were standing there, and he pushed kids behind him and put himself in harm's way, and the that. car ran over him. So I was invited to attend that event mm. at a mosque. Christy, I didn't know anything about Islam. I didn't know. I didn't know the difference between Islam, the way to use the word Islam, or the way to use Muslim. Mm-hmm. Because it seems right. to me, I'm like, well, how come sometimes they say Muslim and sometimes they say Islam? So when they asked me to attend, I Googled and I did some research and I asked um, mm-hmm. the woman who asked me to attend was Manaj Shabir. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I knew that I'd been in contact and conversation with a Muslim woman. But it's not actually true. One of my son's friends, Reet, his friend, um, in high school was um, Muslim, but we just never talked about it. We never mm-hmm. talked about him being of another faith. And uh, so I went to this mosque with my mom and my brother, and we wore a hijab. My mom and I wore the scarf, okay. and um, and I wore pants. Um, wasn't sure what to wear. I asked about being appropriate. I wanted to be respectful. Mm-hmm. When I got there, they asked me, they said, do you know when you speak? Well, I didn't know I was speaking. I just thought they wanted me to be there to meet the students, Mm -hmm. to meet his friends. And they had me speaking. And that's really unheard of to have a female speak at a mosque. Right. It is. Yeah. So I was introduced to that. So my family was murdered because someone thought they were Jewish. Mm -hmm. And then Jewish people, not that Christians didn't, but Jewish people just really swarmed around us and helped us and Mm -hmm. wanted us to create an event to memorialize um, what had happened. And then a Jewish group asked, helped me name the foundation. And then now I'm in a mosque mm-hmm. and I'm learning about Islam. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of prayer and soul searching after that. And I felt like I heard God say, bring my people together. I want you to bring my people together. And I thought, well, what on earth does that look like? Right. But what it looked like was the seven days event. So the wow. seven days event is about kindness. Mm-hmm. It's we have seven themes: mm-hmm. love, mm. discover, mm-hmm. others, yeah, connect, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. go onward. And they're all really? they're all steeped in how to do acts of kindness for different people at different times. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been a great healing proponent for me and our family. 
and our goal is for the community. Sure. And uh, if you're not, if you're listening and not watching, Mindy, you're wearing your seven day I shirt. Am. Yes, I've That's got fantastic. my seven day shirt. Yes. And I noticed there's a bunch of words on back that I didn't get a chance to read. What does it say Do on the you back? Want to read them? Sure. It says, "Hey, what's your ripple of kindness?" And then creating the faith always wins. Foundation. Foundation. Got you. Bringing God's people together to engage in dialogue and learn from each other. Love, discover, others connect. That's beautiful. Thank you. So these were last year's t-shirts for our walk. Sure. Uh-huh. And we had everyone could write their own ripple of kindness. Oh. So your ripple of kindness mm-hmm. would be something completely different than my ripple of kindness. I love it. But it's um, but seven days is definitely um, about learning about other people. So mm-hmm. um, loving loving people in different ways. So whether that's a smile mm-hmm. or a thank you note or a show of appreciation, opening at a door. Um, I, I always say, what if the shooter in our case had been shown love in a way that, uh, that I had been shown love? Right. Um, when we did go to court and read our victim statements, mm-hmm. one thing I said to him was that I felt sorry for him because he would never feel love the way I knew I had felt love. And, um, and I hope that one day he does, because when he does, his heart will break as much as mine did when he knows, I mean, your heart breaks as much as you love. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that's love. And then discover, um, we host what we call a discovery dinner, uh, Mm -hmm. discover diversity dinner. And, um, in the last several years, we've held it at St. James United Methodist church. Mm -hmm. And then this coming year in 2020, we're going to host it at the Hindu temple. Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. So we're going to introduce people. So along the way, we'll introduce people to different faiths, to a mm-hmm. faith that they may not be familiar with. Um, wow. And and the Hindu um, faith is very welcoming. They want people to know yeah. that they're safe, they're friendly, they're welcome to come mm-hmm. you know, to their prayers. And so that's Discover. And then others in 2020, um, we are signing a contract with Wesley Hamilton. Oh, so yeah. he was recently on um, Queer Eye. the Queer Eye show. Yes, right. and he's local to Kansas City. Right, disabled, not, but not really. That's right. That's I've been right. trying to get him on my podcast here. Okay, well, I have a connection for you then. Fantastic. I'm happy to help connect you to him. So we um, are signing a contract with Wesley Hamilton, so he will be our speaker on Others Day. Wonderful. And, um, and in the past, who we've had are people who have... Um, um, had something happen to them, had a tragedy happen mm-hmm. to them. Our very first speaker was um, Jacqueline Miracatete, and she's a Rwandan genocide survivor. Oh, my goodness. We've had local Tyrone Flowers. Right. So Tyrone Flowers um, was shot, very similar to Wesley Hamilton, mm-hmm. and was um, wheelchair-bound. Um, and then we had Edie Lutnick come in, and she's Jewish, and she um, is part of the Cantor Fitzgerald um, 9-11 uh, tragedy. So they lost more people than anyone Kendra Fitzgerald did. And that mm-hmm. was her, bro- her brother was killed in that. In 2019, we had two reformed white supremacists come speak. And, um, and so that, so Others Day is really reaching out and finding someone that we may typically think is an other, mm-hmm. but we want to learn from them because then when yeah. you learn from them, they're not an other. Wow. And uh, that must have been really eye opening to have the former white supremacist. It was very eye-opening. What did you learn? I learned that it is so key to pay attention to teenagers, especially when you think you shouldn't, mm-hmm. especially when they are pushing you away. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are not the person as a parent, I know I know kids just, we feel almost abused as parents sometimes because sometimes. they push and push and push and push, mm-hmm. and we know we're trying to do what's best for them. Um, but sometimes it, it isn't just us that they need. We really do need to help put other people in their life, other adults that are good mentors and can offer, um, offer us a break and then give them some guidance. Mm-hmm. So these two um, adults who came are reformed white supremacists. Um, she had been raped as a 15-year-old. Uh-huh. She had gone to a party that she said, I wasn't supposed to go to the party. I wasn't supposed to be drinking. I was raped by two men, and I couldn't tell my parents because I felt guilty that I had done something mm-hmm. wrong and that it was my fault. So very kind of typical, mm-hmm. you know, girl who unfortunately didn't have the support system to help her heal from that. So she chose a hate group to join because she felt like that was the only group that would accept her after she had been raped. 
So that's why she chose white supremacy and the hate group. And then um, her name is Shannon Martinez, and she Mm -hmm. speaks publicly around the United States. And then Christian Picciolini also is doing a lot of work in um, helping people get out of hate groups now. So he was the head of a neo-Nazi power group in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, About the time I was in college and finishing and having a great life, he was on the streets beating people up as a white supremacist. I mean, oh our paths goodness. are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and he chose that um, out of being lonely and feeling neglected. Sure. And he wanted somewhere to belong. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an entrepreneur, so he has an entrepreneur spirit. He's a hard worker, mm-hmm. but he wasn't finding a place to fit in. And the neo-Nazi group accepted him mm-hmm. and allowed him leadership. So he went that direction. He said it wasn't so much that I hated blacks or Jews or or Hispanics because he himself was an immigrant. His parents had immigrated. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, but he felt like he didn't belong. Right. And that is so key for teenagers to everyone. But for teenagers, they're Mm -hmm. so vulnerable. And um, so I learned that. I learned that. I learned that hate is taught, but it's not always taught in the home. Mm-hmm. So the shooter in our instance was mm-hmm. taught hate in his own home. And right. I made the mistake of thinking that that's where hate must come from, that it must be right. generational. Um, and it's not. Christ- no, not always. Yeah, Christian's mm-hmm. family did not teach him hate. Mm-hmm. He does not at all blame his mom and dad for teaching him hate or say that. And neither does Shannon. They each found those groups mm-hmm. because they couldn't find another group that was better. So... Um, we had a thousand people uh, see them in 2019, and I would love for us to have that many people hear Wesley Hamilton's story. So that's on Others Day. Um, um, I have to go through Love, Discover, Others, Connect. Sorry. And so on Connect, we um, it's a crazy day. We pull in 14 charities that we partner with. And we bring attention to those 14 charities during our seven days. Right. So they're 14 local charities. Mm -hmm. And the reason we do that uh, is very key. When you're hurting, when something bad has happened to you, trauma, just a life disruption, and you're looking for purpose, Mm -hmm. um, you need to find your onward. You need to find a way to connect. And those are two of our themed words. Mm. So on Connect Day, we ask our people that follow seven days and are interested in kindness to find one of our charities and connect with them. Oh, wonderful. Because they need they need people. Well, they do. Well, and I've been saying lately that, you know, there's no coincidence why an eating spoon is smaller than a serving spoon because we're meant to be serving instead. And when you feel dejected, serve. When you feel lonely, serve. When you feel disconnected, serve. And that mm-hmm. gives you that sense of purpose to keep going and to... Just realize that your problems are large to you, but there are people who have worse problems, and you can make, actually make a difference in their life. You can make a difference, and and interchangeable with the word serve. I love the word serve is mm-hmm. give, mm-hmm. and and we and I heard growing up, give time, talent, or treasure. Yeah, you can give time, mm-hmm. you can give talent, or if you have finances, you can give treasure. Absolutely, and it could be a quarter. It could, but mm-hmm. but time and talent are so important to philanthropies and charities. Mm-hmm. They need, they need people just like now I'm in a foundation setting and we need ambassadors. We need people to, to volunteer as well. So connect is, um, each of our 14 charities will have their own event that day. Um, they can have it on their own site. They can have it somewhere, but we mm-hmm. will, um, help our followers and seven days, um, you know, people who are friends of seven days connect with mm-hmm. those 14 charities. It's also happens to be, um, donate life day. Connect oh. is National Donate Life Day. Interesting. And um, Reet was an organ donor. So oh. I'm a huge proponent of, um, of everyone making sure that they, they can be an organ donor. Now, did you plan it that way? No, but evidently National Donate Life mm-hmm. looks at the same calendar I do in the same way. And every time we have Connect Day on that Friday, that's National Donate Life Day. And what we're all doing is we're paying attention to um, Easter and we're paying attention to Passover. Right. And we're picking a Friday mm-hmm. that is the Friday that isn't in any of those. Right. And um, no, I didn't, but I noticed it in the first year. And so we've always tried to partner with either Midwest Transplant or an organ donation place or, or Donate Life. Um, so 
I just try to raise awareness of that on that day in particular. Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. And then um, the other three days are you going onward. Mm. And you day is taking care of you, mind, body, and soul. Love it. And um, I'm very excited to announce that Advent Health signed on as the presenting sponsor for you day. Oh, that's wonderful. That is amazing. Right. This is the Seventh-day Adventist group? This is Advent Health, who mm -hmm. took over Shawnee Mission. Right. Mm -hmm. Which was Seventh-day Adventist. Adventist. Absolutely. So another part of faith. Another part of faith, yes. And they love what we're doing. The message that I got was, we love what you're doing in our community, and we want to help foster it. And um, we're having a meeting with them tomorrow to solidify everything. But they have um, let me know they're going to be our U-Day sponsor. So we'll be hosting something that day that is um, Mind, Body, and Soul. Love Which it. Which is totally what you're in. If there's anything I can do, let me know. Great. And Radiate Wellness as well. We'd love to help. Great. And so that will be you day. And then um, Go is our interfa- is a major interfaith day. So mm-hmm. this year, in 2019, Ramadan is circling around the calendar. So Ramadan right. moves around the calendar. And I'm ex- so excited that we ho- are partnering with the Islamic Center of Johnson County. They're hosting us. We will have a um, an interfaith dialogue discussion. Mm-hmm. We'll be led in, in a discussion, adults and teens separately. We will then um, break bread with them for an iftar. So an iftar is when you break bread after the fast. Right. And um, they're going to will be in there, and we will do a full-fledged iftar inside the Islamic Center of Johnson County. Oh, that is so wonderful. I know. I know. Because so many people were worried when they were building the building. Right. And they, and they have fear. And that's what the shooter had. The shooter was fearful. And when people Mm -hmm. have lack of understanding and lack of education and they become fearful, they lash out and lash out. And so, so much of what we're trying to do with our kindness and understanding is allow a safe environment Mm -hmm. so that people can come in and get to know one another. And that's what we're going to do at the Hindu temple. Mm -hmm. Church of the Resurrection is involved in another evening. They're hosting Wesley Hamilton and then the Islamic Center of um, Johnson County. This is really, really good, and this is really important, Mindy. I am so glad that you're doing this. Can you imagine if all the white supremacists had access to information about other faiths? Mm -hmm. This would be huge. I remember as a Girl Scout, like fourth or fifth grade, we got a a bead to go around to different churches. Was it purple? Uh, It probably was. Do you remember that, too? I think the faith faith, um, bead is purple. Probably yes, so. because the faith patch for Boy Scouts is also purple. It yeah. has a purple crest. Oh, so the Boy Scouts have this too. Yes. Oh, it's yes. It's important to teach this when you're young. Yes, to yeah. have respect. And I, mm-hmm. and I tell um, parents when, we, when we're engaging their students in, in mm-hmm. our activities, we have a kindness youth leadership team, and they're all high school students, Good. and I let them know. We're not proselytizing. I'm not going to mm-hmm. take your, you know, young Islamic girl and try to teach her uh, so much about Christianity that she becomes a Christian. Right. But I will, I will share my faith as much as she wants to hear. But I want to hear her share her faith mm-hmm. as well. And I love when we have holidays and we can talk about them. Mm-hmm. So um, the Jewish holiday Sukkot is just ending, and it's a seven day um, holiday about joy. And Sukkot, the word Sukkot stands for hut. And it's all about being with people. Like right now, we're in your hut. Right. And we're sharing community, and we're talking about life, and we're self-reflecting. And that Sukkot is about that. Um, yeah, so it's a blessing. I've oh. learned so much. I, I, I love learning about 
about different faiths all the time. Oh, I do too. I love about learning about cultures and languages and faiths, and it just makes us who we are, which mm -hmm. is wonderful. And so seven days. Um, so this, this celebration, the seven-day celebration, the yes. Faith Always Wins um, Foundation, is it in Kansas City right now or is it elsewhere? It's in Kansas City right now. Okay. So um, the Faith Always Wins Foundation is, we have an office and it's in Lenexa. Um, but as you and I, I think, talked, I lived in, I live in Florida. So mm -hmm. I moved to Orlando and I do come back and forth. But we, I have a great team and the internet is extremely helpful. So Absolutely. I am definitely learning how to work remotely. Mm -hmm. um, but we moved to Florida um, for our 12-year-old son at the time. We moved when he was, he moved when he was 15 and then we moved when he was 16. So he was in Florida a year without us. Oh my. Um, he's now 17 and a senior in high school and he's doing amazingly well. That's great. Um, but I should back up. So when you said is it elsewhere? So we have students that have high school students that are now in college that have mm -hmm. been part of 7 days um, since 2015 and they are adopting it on their college campuses. So I do, wow. I do know that um, Kansas State mm -hmm. and KU um, and Arkansas um, are all going to be involved in a, in a larger group than just maybe a handful of kids. They'll probably do a walk or they'll have an event during seven days. And then other students that are at Penn, so we have a student at Penn, we have a student at WashU, Washington University in um, St. Louis, and, um, and then George Washington. So there are two... No, I'm sorry. There are three students at George Washington University. They are all three Where is freshmen. That? I'm sorry, in um, D.C., Washington, D.C. Oh, fantastic. So one of them is um, my niece, mm -hmm. and and two of them are from our um, interfaith youth group from last year. Yeah. And they're all freshmen, and I am so excited to see what the three of them put together for seven days. Oh, so exciting. in terms of it branching out, right now it's still very grassroots. Right. Um, it's not a planned approach. It's not a licensed approach yet. Uh, that is something that we might do in the future, but right now Kansas City is just really blessed yeah. to have um, to have us here, and we engage with. Um, in 2019, we engaged with eight local cities. They were seven day cities, so mm. we um, we do have a lot of engagement in the in the Kansas City metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are so blessed here in Kansas City. We have this richness of diversity. Yes, it is just amazing. We've got cultural groups. We've got the ethnic enrichment festival. Have you thought about having something at, the, at that event? Yes, I think last year we had our table there. We had Wonderful. a table just advertising. Mm -hmm. um, and if we have enough ambassadors, we can do that. But we have to rely on volunteers to help with sure, that. Sure, sure. So when we do, yeah, those those events are helpful for us to have a table and to um, you know hand out a flyer and share with people mm -hmm. um, what we're doing. But we do um, cross collaborate a lot right. with the fourteen charities. Um, I can't read to you the 14 charities yet. I, I don't have them all memorized. But um, in the past, I know we've had Operation Breakthrough. And in the past, we've had um, Catholic Charities. Yeah. Um, we've just had, so we have a variety. And then we have small charities as well, small mm -hmm. kind of mom and pop foundations. In the, the last few years, we've had Natalie's Art Foundation. What's um, that? Their daughter, um, the Fleischmakers, their daughter, uh, died of a brain tumor, a brain, oh. brain cancer, if I'm correct. And so they've got, they do a walk for Natalie and they mm -hmm. do acts of kindness on her birthday. And, you know, so we, we try to find some small 501c3s as yeah. well that we can help out or small nonprofits. Um, so in terms of, of making an impact, we're, yeah. we're not only interested in us making impact, but we want to help others make an impact because when someone finds their purpose, they're finding right. their onward. They are. So that's our final day. Our final day is onward, and it's a yeah. huge walk. We typically have a thousand or more people come to the um, wow. National World War One Museum mm -hmm. and Memorial, um, and they are amazing to work with. I don't know if you've ever been to an event there or had an event, but mm -hmm. they are an amazing group to work with. So we will be hosting um, our walk there. It's our kindness walk. We're renaming mm -hmm. it our kindness walk, and uh, it will be on the final day, which is April twenty seventh of twenty twenty. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so fun! Yeah. And so we usually have fantastic weather. Yeah, it usually if it rains, it rains in the morning, and then it clears up. We've always had great weather, so I just now <laughs> got smile. I'm putting it out there right. in the energy world right now is that we're going to have great weather, and I'm sure um, you will. The 14 charities get interviewed. Um, we have music, live music playing, mm -hmm. and then we have a um, 
probably about four to six food trucks that come mm-hmm. and, and help. I mean, people pay for it, but then they have dinner and they can have community. It's a place to break bread together. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Very, very lovely. Yeah, thank you. Now, are you doing anything to reach into the hate communities as well? No, I would say I'm not purposely reaching into the hate communities. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I'm not sure how to reach them. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, if you, I'm not sure how to reach them. I, I am not afraid to reach them anymore. Mm-hmm. I think the first probably four years, I probably had some fear. But now right. that I've met Christian Piccolini and Shannon Martinez, if the hate groups were to reach out to me, mm-hmm. I would just reach out to Christian and say, can you help me with this? Like, can we go together and talk to them? Right. Um, I would do that. Mm-hmm. But I... I don't even know how to do that other than to search the internet. And I don't know that I want to do that. I don't, that doesn't sound safe. No, I don't. So if, but if somebody called and said, we've heard you're doing this kindness thing and we don't know about it or we don't like it, or we want to hear about it. I don't know if they ask questions, I would be happy to, Mm -hmm. to talk to them about it. Um, but I don't even know how to find them. Right. So I'm hoping, and I know, I shouldn't say I'm hoping, I know especially from one of the young girls that was um, a button winner last year. So we have buttons that um, represent each of our themed days. And um, I'll send you the graphics on that so you can have the graphics. So we have buttons for each of our themed days. And the people that do the buttons are high school students, and it's a competition. This year, in 2019, we had 90 applicants. Oh, my goodness, to design the buttons. To design the buttons. 90 applicants over the years we've had 40 we've had 60 we've had 30 we just had 90 applicants just from the kansas city region just from the kansas city region wow and so we try to reach lots of school districts i mean i mean last year we had a young artist from the um paseo fine arts academy yeah she did our connect button um so this young gal a couple years ago um hispanic she got in we interviewed her because she was a button winner and it was very poignant. She said, "My her grandmother lived with them. And she said, my grandmother doesn't understand other cultures and doesn't want to understand other cultures. Oh. And mm-hmm. she said, so I wanted to be involved in this so that I can take it back to my family and help them understand that people like you, Mindy, are okay and that you're nice. And so, oh. it, so I do know that we're reaching. It's called Seven Days Make a Ripple. Mm-hmm. change the world. And we are making a ripple. Sounds like it. Yeah. So if, if people go tell their aunt or their uncle or their nephew, mm-hmm. especially at holidays when we all get together and sometimes we don't all agree. And so mm-hmm. when you're at a table and someone is saying something about either another race or a faith, um, we hope that the people that are engaged with us feel strong enough to say, I met a Muslim and he, he wasn't like that. Right. Or I met a Muslim girl, and she did wear a hijab. But the reason she wears a hijab is because her mom wears a hijab, not because she's oppressed. You mm-hmm. know, when, when people have the language to use, right. then they can engage with other people who question something or, or are hateful mm-hmm. and don't even realize it. I think, I know, Christy, in, in years past, I, and still, I say things that aren't right or hurtful because I didn't know. Exactly. And um, and what we're trying to help people understand is uh, it's okay to not know, mm-hmm. but be open to learning. Mm-hmm. Right? Be open, yeah, be open to learning. And so I remember when I was talking with Minaj Shabir about being Muslim, being Christian, etc. She's Muslim, and we were mm-hmm. talking about all this. And I said, I would like it if I could have some conversation and ask some questions that, Someone might think are offensive, but I want you to understand, I just want to know. I'm not asking to be offensive, right? right? I'm not asking to be offensive. I just want to understand. And then right. you can ask me questions as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was that was great. It really broke down barriers. Um, and I feel much more comfortable. I, I feel comfortable walking into the Hindu temple. I'm comfortable walking into the Islamic Center of Johnson County. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable walking into St. James United Methodist Church, which is a Methodist church, but it's almost all African-American. Right. And, um, but I'm comfortable doing that because I just, I feel free enough to say, I'm here to learn so that I can be kinder to you mm-hmm. so that maybe you can be kinder to me. Yes. And that's really the basis of all of the work you're doing is and just to build bridges. Build bridges. So I say this often when I write, mm-hmm. I say we're human first. Yeah. We're human first. 
Absolutely. You know, you, you are someone's daughter. Yeah. You could be someone's sister. Mm-hmm. You could be someone's mother. You're someone's friend. Mm-hmm. I fit all of those as well. We mm-hmm. have that in common. So all of us have so much more in common than we realize. But um, we just have these pretenses that, oh, he thinks this or she thinks that, when really we're just telling ourselves stories in our head. And we need to get those stories out and have a conversation. Oh, this is like everything I believe. I am so I am so synergized. I'm so jazzed about what you're doing. This is beautiful. Good, good. And teaching the children, I think, is huge and reaching out to high schools and because that's where it starts. And if we can just, you know, reach the, the children who are going to be having their children next and just stop some of these cycles in the families and then start new conversations going forward. I think that is so helpful. Absolutely. And if we're talking to those students, they are going to be in very diverse workforces. They really are. And, um, and they already come at it in a a much more relaxed situation Mm -hmm. um, than we do. But Christy, I was raised in Oklahoma in a small town Mm -hmm. and I will tell you a small white town. Yeah, There were no Mm African-Americans where I was, and there were no other faiths other than Protestant and Catholic. I didn't know a Jewish person until I was in my 20s and living in Kansas City. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I I had to learn as an adult what what Jewish meant and and what Judaism was. Just like as an adult, Mm -hmm. after the shooting, I learned what is Islam, what is Muslim, Mm -hmm. what does it mean to wear a hijab, what does does Ramadan mean to them, how important is it? Um, you know, I was forced into it. It, it, it exploded all over me. The hate exploded all over our family and left us, um, really shattered. Mm -hmm. And to pull the pieces together, I had to reach deep within myself, which to me is my faith. And that's how I Mm -hmm. did it. And I feel like it is my responsibility to help other people learn so that that type of hate does not explode on other people. Right. I totally get it. And your experience, I think, is so common here in the United States. If you're not from a big city that is more diverse, then you're from a smaller town that's probably not. Mm -hmm. And there are so many here in America who need to just know people of other cultures, people who are different from them. Right. So I think this is very important. Right. It'd be wonderful to see Faith Always Wins in seven days out in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Right? Nebraska. Outstate Missouri. Yes, absolutely. Right. Right. So I do have, um, personally, on a personal level, I have three speaking engagements at three different Jewish locations. So you'll Mm -hmm. be interested to know. I'm speaking in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Right. um, In November at Mm -hmm. a, at their uh, Jewish, at their synagogue for a fundraiser. And then circle into 2020. In March, I'm speaking in Omaha, Nebraska with my cousin Yvette Corcoran. Mm -hmm. So she's written a book, and it's called um, Something Beautiful Happened. And it intertwines our story with her story, which is Greek. Um, So she's Greek, and um, her grandmother saved uh, a Jewish family from the Holocaust. Oh, my goodness. And so Yvette has written a book about that. So she and I are speaking in Omaha. You mentioned Mm -hmm. Omaha. Right, exactly. And then after that, I'm speaking in Tampa, Florida. I'm speaking over an entire weekend. I'm part of a conference that they're doing, and mm-hmm. I'm coming in to speak um, again. So, so I personally am starting to um, to spread the message through my um, speaking, and then yes, I hope at some point that Seven Days is launched into some other cities. That would be fantastic. That would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so, if somebody was wanting to find out more about Faith Always Wins and Seven Days, where would they go to find out? Yes, yeah, so Faith Always Wins is the 501c3. It's mm-hmm. the parent organization, and it has a website, mm-hmm. and it's faithalwayswins.org. .org, okay. Yep, just simple, faithalwayswins.org. Mm-hmm. And then Seven Days is the event, mm-hmm. but it also has the website. But its website is give7days.org. Good. Give Seven Days is the URL, and we both of them have Facebook, um, and both of them have websites. And we'll put all those links in the show notes and all Great. of the social media. And then you've got your website as well. Yes. So mine is mindycorporan.com. Mm-hmm. So right. it's just M-I-N-D-Y-C-O-R-P-O-R-O-N.com. <laughs> I always have to say O-N, all O's. I tell people all O's. Um, I kept my maiden name. Um, I was married before, and I mm-hmm. took that married name, which is Underwood. So Reet was Reet Underwood, right. my son who was murdered. And then after that, when I, um, when he and I were divorced, when his dad and I were divorced, I um, went back to Corcoran. Mm-hmm. And when I got remarried, I said, 
I'm sticking. I'm sticking with yeah. my main name. I'm not changing it again. So uh, my husband is Lynn Lowson and Lucas is Lucas Lowson. I'm Mindy Corcoran. Right. We're a blended family. <laughs> just like the Brady's. Just like the Brady's. Yeah. But <laughs> Lucas, but Lucas is ours. And I'm just so thankful that, um, that he's doing so well. He's, um, applying to colleges now. So oh, good be, for him. He's a senior him. in high school. And he'll be in college a year from now. Right. Well, that must've been important to take him to another place where he didn't have to have the specter of this event defining him. I'm yes, sure he needed a place where no one knew him. Yes. And no one knew me. Yes. Yes. Because we do, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'll t- I'm, I'm fine. We, I get stopped in grocery stores. I get stopped in restaurants. I get stopped I'm in sure. malls and, and it's not like I'm, you know, like a famous person, like a singer, or, you know, actor or something. But on occasion, people will say, how do I know you? Or are you Mindy Corcoran? And, oh, wow. um, and right after it happened, that was too much for Lucas. I can imagine. And, uh, and then Lucas was supposed to attend the high school that Reet had attended. Reet, and Reet would have been a senior when Lucas was a freshman. And Lucas went his freshman year, mm-hmm. and it did not work. It was it was way too much, and so we pulled him out. He pulled himself out in Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving, and we put him in a private school. I don't know if you're familiar with Accelerated Schools of Overland Park. No, not at they all. They are amazing. They were wow. what I would call a godsend, and so they're a little gym at mm-hmm. about 107th and Barkley in Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do a shout-out for them because they helped um, save him. They helped. He basically missed two years of school. Basically right. missed seventh grade and eighth grade. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he attended when he could, he wasn't learning much because of the trauma. And so Accelerated was able to get him out of, you know, the realm that he had been in and help get him back on track. Um, but then, Christy, he was suicidal two years in a row. Mm. Um, he didn't He didn't ever t- try to take his life, but he planned it. He was very depressed. And after he was um, treated... At the, the best way he could be treated and kind of pulled out of the darkness at Research Medical Center. That's who we sent him to. Mm-hmm. He um, found golf and he wanted to go outside. So he had not wanted to do anything for two years. And he came home and said, Mom, can I go to the golf course? And I said, how fast yes. can we get there? <laughs> and uh, so we found out later, about a few months, a few months later, that he had talent. He has golf talent. Yeah. And so his sophomore year, he asked, could I just, could he just move to Florida and, and completely remove himself from everything yeah. kind of Overland Park, Kansas City for a time period. Overland Park is his home and, and right. it always will be. And he'll, he says that now. And he is as healed as he can be at this moment. Mm-hmm. He, he will have a lot more to process. Um, when he goes to college, Reet didn't go to college. When he gets married, Reet will never get married. When he right. has children, he'll process all of that as all of us will. But um, I'm very thankful that we've we've given him as much an opportunity as we can for him to be a whole person. Oh yes. Now, did you have connections in Florida? No. So who did he? How did he, that work? He well, we did some research mm-hmm. and we found a golf academy and we flew there in October mm-hmm. and we interviewed them. Uh, we interviewed two golf academies, mm-hmm. and we chose one. And then in January of the next year, January mm-hmm. of his sophomore year, we moved him to there. We moved him to Florida. Yeah. And he boarded. So he was a boarding student. Wow. Um, so he went from living with us right. and going to school at Accelerated and mm-hmm. at Blue Valley to we moved him to Florida, and he lived in an apartment with two other, two other boys and then a home parent. They had a home parent with them. And a young man that was 27 that right. was overseeing them. And they um, they oversaw him. They took mm-hmm. him to school. They made sure he ate. They took him to golf. He had golf. He had, so he went to school four hours a day and golf five hours a day. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it's just been, it's been very good so for him. I'm so glad he had that mm-hmm. way to get outside, connect with nature, get grounded. Yes. And connecting with nature is very key. My husband, Lynn, same thing, wanted to be outside all the time. And then Lucas, um, Mm -hmm. very much says he finds peace. He can talk to Reet. He, he finds my dad, his grandpa. He's like, I love being outside and, and he loved golf. So that's why we sent him there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I think that's a fabulous idea. You know, it says in the Bible, um, wherever two or more gathered, uh, gathered in my name, I am there. God is there, but it doesn't say two or more of what? 
That's right. <laughs> it could be. It could be the bunny exactly. and the deer. Exactly. The bunny and the deer. It could but be two Florida, trees. But in Florida, it could be the alligator and the snake. <laughs> <laughs> Just as easily. Yes. Well, I'm glad he had that. It sounds like there's a lot of healing going on with that. There is. And you have done a tremendous amount of healing. And workplace healing, too. We haven't talked about that, but we have a whole other episode with right. you and Lisa to talk about that. Right. You've really taken this tragedy and kind of made it a story of how to heal, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love. And I'm so thankful that you did because so many people I think could get lost in it or have ripples of tragedy mm -hmm. instead of ripples of hope. Correct. Correct. Right. Yes. Well, my, my dad's father, um, Lewis Corcoran was a pastor mm. and he helped people spiritually. Mm -hmm. He, he, he was a spiritual person and helped people spiritually. My father was a medical doctor, right? And he helped people physically. Mm -hmm. And when my, in my career that I had before the tragedy, I was in finance, and so I always used to say I help people financially. Right. But my genetics are spiritually, yeah, and and physically and emotionally, mm -hmm. and so I feel like it has been a very natural process for me to um, to want to help other people know. That tragedies can happen. Life disruptions, like we talked about yeah. in the workplace. Life disruptions from divorce to losing a child in miscarriage. Right. To um, not even being able to get pregnant. To um, your child or a family member having an addiction. So having this right. life disruption um, can cause distress and, and we can get through it. And, yeah. and that's what I want people to know. I want people to know you can get through it. You just have to keep going one step at a time and finding the right way to heal you in, um, in a healthy manner. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you've done with creating something bigger than yourself and service and giving, giving. Mm -hmm. is so helpful, thank so you. very helpful. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for sitting with me and talking with me thank today. Thank you, Christy. I it's really been a pleasure. Good. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for watching and listening. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.